My message this afternoon is lessons from a blind bum. And uh, I had a more uh, eloquent title, but since this is the afternoon and there's only a few of us here, I thought we could have a little fun and call this guy what he is in our society. He's a bum. And uh, Mark chapter 10, we're going to read this passage and I just want to take some lessons from this. Chapter, uh, chapter 10, verse 46, it says, And they came to Jericho. Uh, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, arise, he's calling thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou, uh, what wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Father, I thank you so much for this short but so vivid of a story. And Lord, I thank you that it is instructive. I thank you that this amazing thing happened and that it is record for, recorded for us. God, I pray you just help us to draw near to the meaning of this, uh, of this encounter and help us to glean lessons from it that we can apply personally to our, our own lives. We love you and we trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. What we just read was a pretty amazing thing that happened. I mean, Jesus uh, had, was on a road. He had a ton of people with him, a large group of people. They're following him towards Jerusalem. And suddenly, Jesus had to stop. And the reason he had to stop was because of this blind bum, this guy named Bartimaeus. Uh, Brother Eric had a little exchange with me this afternoon between services and asked Bartimaeus's name. I'm going to stick with that it's Bartimaeus, although the name Bar means son of, and Timaeus, he could be the son of Timaeus. But all we know is that his name is Bartimaeus, that's how we have him. And this guy cried out to the Lord for mercy. He cried out. And then Jesus stopped and he asked them this, I mean, you think about this, this incredible question. He says, what wilt thou that I should do unto thee? This question, this question that really to this blind bum, the God of eternity is putting himself in the service of, of blind Bartimaeus. Hey, what do you need? I'll take care of it. That's what he's asking him. And I I think I would really like it, personally, if Jesus came to me and said, what would you have that I should do to you? What do you need, Darren? Wouldn't you like that? I would love that. I I, I think that'd be great. So I just want to take a few moments, look at some lessons on how the Lord might stop and offer this kind of help to us. The first lesson uh, I'm going to say is that you can ask for Christ's attention. Did you know this? 
You can ask for him to pay attention to you. In verse 46, it says, They came to Jericho, and as they went out of Jericho with his disciples, and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And so there's this great group of people, this great number of people traveling with the Lord. However, that day outside of Jericho, there was only one person who was crying out to Jesus that we know of. And in verse 47, it said, When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. I think the people to whom the Lord makes himself available are the ones, aren't just those that are surrounding him here. It's the ones who are earnestly seeking him. Listen, you can ask for Christ's attention. Bartimaeus, uh, I see two things that really jumped off the page for me. First thing he did is he was asking with desperation. He was begging. It says he was crying out. The word, the Greek word that is translated cried is a word used to, that could also be used to describe like the squawk or call of a raven. I mean, he was, he was noisy. He was annoying to those. You can read into that a little bit and see how, and how they reacted, that they were a bit annoyed. He's crying out. He's crying in anguish for God to help him. And Bartimaeus found that as the Lord was passing, he didn't just offer he didn't he didn't just offer a half-hearted like, you know, uh, uh, Wednesday night prayer group prayer. Hey, would you bless us, Lord? We really could use it. No, he's begging. He's crying. He's uh, he's he's crying with desperation. Uh, John Bunyan, who's the uh, a Baptist author, <clears throat> he had a really good way with words and. Apparently, he, he said, when you pray, rather let your heart be without words than your words without heart. Uh, do, you, do you ask the Lord for help with desperation? When you, when you pray to him, have you, have you cried out to him and, 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 and depending upon him to hear you in desperation? Listen, Bartimaeus clearly wanted the Lord's attention. He really wanted it. And in order to get it, he cried out with desperation. He also asked he didn't just ask uh, de- with desperation. He asked insistently. He was insisting that the Lord respond. I'm reminded immediately of Luke uh, chapter 11, uh, one of my uh, favorite passages in the Gospels uh, where Jesus described, you remember that, that story um, where he described the people that uh, this, this uh, persistent friend in verse 5 uh, through 11 He says, which of you shall have a friend and shall go to him at midnight and shall say unto him, friend, lend lend me loaves. And you remember the story where the the friend comes at night and he's asking for bread and he's knocking at the door and the guy says, hey, we're all asleep. Leave us alone. We're trying to rest. And it it says, it kind of concludes in verse, um, oh goodness, verse 8. He says, though I say unto you, I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend, Yet because of his importunity, one of my favorite Bible words, because of his importunity, he will arise and give him as many as he needeth. And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Bartimaeus asked with importunity. He was annoying. I mean, the other people there were trying to get him to be quiet. Hey, be quiet, man. Uh, you're, You're making a scene. But no, he was asking insistently. He's begging. Verse 48, many charged him that he should hold his peace. Uh, But he cried the more a great deal. 
So he, he ignored the crowd's attempts to muzzle him, and then he became even louder in crying out. Uh, he didn't back off. Instead, he just cried with more urgency and more emotion, determined to get his Savior's attention. Listen, uh, uh, you can ask for Christ's attention. Amen. We can ask for Christ's attention. I mean, uh, do you have a need in your life that you've kind of quit asking for help? Have, is there a need in your life where uh, you desperately thought you, you, you needed the Lord, um, but now you've kind of given up on asking? Uh, I, I would say that's foolishness. I think Bartimaeus learned that if he asked insistently enough, God would respond. Um, and then Jesus asked Bartimaeus, what is it you want me to do for you? What, 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 what do you want me to do? That's the kind of question is reserved for those who really ask for the Lord's attention. Um, the second lesson I see is that we should recognize his ability. This blind bum, he didn't have much. He probably wasn't, uh, we can probably guess that he wasn't uh, highly educated, but he recognized Christ's ability. He understood who it was that was coming. Uh, you know, he, he asked, I, I think he probably asked what was going on. If we uh, go back to the text and, and see in verse, uh, verse 46, it says, the blind Bartimaeus, he was sat there begging in verse 47. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, I, I can imagine this in my mind at least, that, that Bartimaeus is sitting along the, the highway and he's begging for money and he's bumming and trying to do his bum thing. And he hears this crowd. There's a noisier crowd than usual. There's more people approaching. He can't see them. He's blind. But he notices something is happening. And he asks, Who, what's going on? What's, what's happening? Is there someone famous coming by? And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, something clicked. Something awakened in this, uh, this blind bum. Uh, one commentator said he had no eyesight, but he had insight. The crowd knew that the Lord was only Jesus of Nazareth, who uh, referred to this place where he had grown up. But Bartimaeus, on the other hand, he called him Son of David, which was a, a messianic title. He understood that Jesus was the promised Savior. He saw with more with faith than the rest of the crowd saw by sight. He understood the Lord's ability. And the first ability I think he saw was that the Lord had the ability to hear him. And that's important to us. We need to understand that the Lord is able to hear you. Uh, uh, Jesus had a whole crowd, uh, and this whole crowd was trying to sell, silence this, this beggar. Yet he kept on crying out. It was as if he knew the Messiah would hear the cries of those in need. Maybe Bartimaeus, was, when he was younger, his mother carried him to the synagogue where he might have heard Psalms 120, where the psalmist said, In my distress, in my distress I called unto the Lord, and he heard me. Listen, in your distress, the Lord will hear you. He has that ability. He wants to hear you. Uh, there's, there's a lot going in our world today. There's a lot of people clamoring for God's ear. And yet, if you are to call upon him, as Bartimaeus did, you will be heard by the Lord. He'll hear you. And not only do he recognize uh, 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 the Lord's ability to hear him, but also the Lord's ability to help him. Uh, can, you, can you imagine that? Not only... Uh, not only did he realize that Lord, the Lord might hear him, but that the Lord might actually help him. Amen. Bartimaeus heard that Jesus was going to pass his way. I think he, 
He remembered the stories that he'd, been heard, he'd heard people tell about Jesus' miracles. And in his heart, Bartimaeus believed that Jesus, it clearly he believed that he was the son of God, that he was the son of David, the long-awaited Messiah. And so his mind went back and... and uh, and maybe he imagined with a rabbi in the synagogue saying in Isaiah 35, 5, where it says, the Messiah, then the eyes of the blind shall be opened when, when referencing the Messiah. So he heard that and he goes, this guy could open my eyes. This guy could really help me. He had the ability to help blind Bartimaeus. What about you? What about us? Do we recognize the Lord's ability to intervene in our circumstances? Do we recognize that... He can can change our situation for the better at his will? Did you know that he can save your children? Did you know that he can fix a broken marriage? Did you know he can improve your work situation? He can heal your, uh, your grieving heart? Do you recognize the Lord's ability? He can help put up with three little boys in church. I mean, God can help us with anything. I'm afraid that many of us Christians fail to realize exactly who Jesus is and what he's able to do. Man, is he able? He is able to change. We often just cut him out of our lives and we kind of uh, categorize him for Sunday morning and, and maybe Sunday afternoon and maybe Wednesday night if we're really, uh, you know, really, you know, feel like the need we need to be at church. And the rest of the time we fail to call on him for our needs. Bartimaeus could not see the world around him, yet he saw more in the person of Christ than all those that were traveling with him on the road that day. I mean, he saw what God could do. He saw what Jesus could do. And Jesus asked him, what wilt thou have me to do unto thee? Man, I think that's the kind of question that's reserved for those who understand the Lord's ability. And then the last lesson. That's what you were waiting to hear, right? Finally. Lesson number three. I think we need to see our need for divine assistance. The crowd had come to a stop. It says in verse 49, because Jesus stood still. He stopped because the beggar on that side of the road was crying out. This bum was crying out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Bartimaeus understood that he couldn't change his circumstances. He couldn't change it on his own. He was... His blindness was beyond his ability to fix. He was powerless against the darkness in which he lived. He didn't need more money, although that helps. He didn't need nicer clothes. Bartimaeus didn't need another, a better side on the side of the road, a better spot on the side of the road. He needed God to heal his eyes. He was unable to do that for himself. He needed the Lord's assistance. That divine assistance. There's some times in life when we face things that we must admit that the circumstances are bigger than our ability to cope with them. Probably far more often than you realize. There are times when we must face the fact that we can't change our own circumstances. You realize that when you reach that point and you're reduced to the point of begging, that that is the place where you're most likely experience God's divine assistance and intervention? That's the time. You know, and, and what do we usually do? We have a whole list of backup plans, right? 
We, we've got plan A and plan B and plan C and plan C uh, point two, you know. We, we've got it all worked out and, and, and we just leave God out of it. But we need his help. There's some things we just cannot change on our own. Most things we cannot change on our own. And I, I love even more that, you know, we see this in, in, in Bartimaeus's, his importunity, his insistence. I mean, he was willing to be annoying and loud uh, before all these good people or seemingly. And the reason I think is because not only was he unable to change his circumstances, he was unwilling to stay in those circumstances. Bartimaeus understood that this was his one opportunity to make change, for real change to come into his life, for this, his circumstances to be radically altered. Jesus was surrounded by people, but there was only one guy who was crying out with desperation and that importunity, that annoying desire to see God respond. There was only one guy. The rest of them there were happy to just go along with the flow. But he had identified something that needed change and he was unwilling to live with it. I think some of us, we settle for our circumstances. We settle, we just settle ourselves to live with a besetting sin many times. We settle in ourselves that maybe that loved one won't come to church with me, even though I wish they would. We settle on ourselves that, uh, you know, we'll just, we'll just live with some kind of blindness in our life. But we could have a blessing. We could turn to the Lord and say, enough is enough. I need help. And only you can help me. What you need is to have a kind of a Bartimaeus moment, I think. A moment when you decide that you'll no longer live with that problem, with the besetting sin or or, or whatever it is, and you're ready to cry out to Jesus until he, until he hears, you, hears you and opens your eyes. Bartimaeus didn't give up. He was not ready to accept his situation. What about you? What about me? Are you going to just live with it? Or are you going to turn to God and let him deal with it? Lord, I thank you so much for your word. Lord, these lessons, uh, they're for every single one of us. It is so easy for us to rest on our laurels. It's so easy for us to just be confident in our flesh. And Lord, ultimately, when we consider our own plans and our own uh, means and, and methods of dealing with the circumstances in our life, Lord, that's what it is. We're just, we're just having confidence in our flesh. Lord, the reality is that we need you. Oh, how we need you. We need you in our life. We need you to, uh, to intervene. We need your assistance Lord, this morning the message is about living for you and living our life unto you, doing our work unto you and, and keeping you at the center of our life, seeing others as you see them. Lord, just having that, that idea of, of, of living with you at the center of our life. Lord, we can't do that in our flesh. We're not going to be able to do it. I can't do it. I, I, I know Brother Lester can't do it. Lord, the only way we can do it is by depending upon you to help us, to cry out for help. So God, help us to be like Bartimaeus. Help us to be like this blind bum who refused to give up and to live in sin or live in his situation, but instead sought the one that could help him most. Lord, we thank you for being such an available God. We thank you for being such a tender and caring and kind Lord. We thank you for being 
a Savior who, who gives personal care to each of us. We are so blessed. Lord, help us to live it and to be blessed by it. And instead of being a blind bum like Bartimaeus had been, Lord, help us to be blessed. We love you and we trust you. In Jesus' name, amen.